Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Average is a word that accurately sums up most of our lives that are honestly filled with more ordinary moments than extraordinary ones. Yet we often forget to enjoy and lean into the ordinary. So how do we make the most of the ordinary and find joy in the simple things? On today's podcast, I interview my college friend, who is also one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, Mary Ellen Arnold, who's also known as at Mary Big Hair. Mary and I talk about embracing the averageness of life by looking at three simple steps for enjoying the completely ordinary and utterly expected lives, which most of us lead. Let's get started. Happy back to school month. I'm so excited for today because I am doing an interview with a friend of mine, a friend from college. Her name is Mary Ellen Arnold. And so we met, let's see, it would have been my sophomore year, I think. She was a transfer to Benedictine College. And as soon as she hit campus, very quickly, everybody knew about this new transfer, Mary, because as you'll see, she is a lot of fun. Now, I asked her to give me a title for this episode. Like, what is her occupation? She said, mother slash house cleaner slash average expert. So everybody, you are in for a treat today. We have an average expert on the podcast today, which I'm going to explain why we are doing a podcast on how to average in just a little bit. But to give you an idea a little bit more about Mary, Mary gave me her bio and it says, Mary Ellen grew up as an only child in Denver. She graduated from Benedictine College where she studied theology, which made her wildly intelligent but has provided zero dollars. She has been married to a short, bald man for 16 years and has six lovely children. She currently resides in Wichita, Kansas, which her short, bald husband refers to as the collarbone of America, a sturdy and supportive yet underappreciated section of the country. That is Mark right there, too. Mark is also hilarious. In addition to cleaning up the garbage in her own home, she also works cleaning other people's homes on the side. Welcome to the podcast, Mary Ellen Arnold. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, So I know this is kind of like, wait, what is going on here? Why are we talking about average? But the idea came from you, Mary, and I explained this to you when I asked you to be on the podcast. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. So it was a time in Mary's life where she had just finished running a marathon, and I think you had like just got on your mission trip too. So like... I'm sure people were probably messaging you like, oh, this is so great. Like, wow, you're amazing. And so you did this thing on on Instagram stories. You're like, I just want to make sure it's clear that I am average. I am just an average person living an average life. And this is what makes you an average expert. So explain to me, okay, why, first of all, why did you say that? Because that was my take. What, what was your take on that? Well, I think that there's this and this is well, I am so average. I'm going to say very obvious things as we talk today, but, um, you know, it's in the age of the internet and, um, Instagram and Pinterest and all these things, things online can seem more than they are. And I have always felt a strong calling to encourage people to just be happy where they're at. I mean, the day to day is something that exists for everyone. I mean, like even the queen of England, surely 
I don't know, has to Q-tip her ears out or something, you know, <laughs> maybe somebody brings those to her as well. But average exists for everybody. And I just want people to understand that that's, that's just it for me most of the time. And I'm not this extraordinary human in any way. I mean, not that anybody was thinking that, but I just wanted to make sure it was clear <laughs> so that expectations could be appropriate. <laughs> Yes, I love that. See, okay, I love following you on Instagram because you do show like average life, but with so much fun. I don't know, you find fun in the most ordinary things and the most mundane things and somehow you pull them out. Like I'll never forget you playing like come a chameleon on your xylophone. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. I think that was one of my first encounters with your Instagram account and I was like, oh, it's Mary from college. <laughs> And I was expecting like pictures of your kids and you were like, I've spent a great amount of my day doing this really important thing. Yeah. <laughs> you played. I, yeah. My, my son got a glockenspiel to play for school band and I took it and then I, <laughs> I learned how to play Karma Chameleon on it. So it was a great way to spend my time. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, nope, this is the Mary I know. It's not the Instagram. Here's pictures of my kids. Perfect Mary. Nothing's anything wrong with showing pictures of your kids, but it was right. like, Mary's in my dorm room. Like, what just happened? <laughs> Nothing's changed. And so then I was hooked. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. You just bring a little dose of joy into my life via Instagram. Um, which by the way, Mary's, Mary's Instagram handle is at Mary at big, sorry, at Mary big hair. There we go. Which is what we called you in college. So it's, yes. it's very appropriate. Yes. Yeah. And then when I like asked for other things from you, it was the same thing. Like other, <laughs> I was like, it's, you know, it's I just stuck with what works. My email address is Mary big hair as well. And yep. Mark keeps yep. telling me, you really need to change that. Cause every time I'm at a store or something or the bank and they ask for it and then they never hear it correctly. So then I have to spell it. And then they look at me like, really? <laughs> but it's just easy to remember. Now that shouldn't be a surprise because you do have big poofy hair. I, I do. I mean, with enough product, it can, <laughs> it can calm itself. But yeah, for many years, it was a source of uh, awkwardness and torture for me. But here I have, I've made it to today. So that's great. You found the joy in, in yes. the ordinary of life yes. <laughs> yes. of big hair. I love it. I just love it. <laughs> So yeah, so after watching you on Instagram for, for a long time and just, I don't know, connecting via Instagram, um, I just was like, I got to have Mary on just to talk about, like, how does she do it? Like, how do you find joy? Like, when your kids bring home a classroom instrument and you're like, no, this is great. This is brilliant. I would have probably just looked at it and been like, great, now we have to do a concert and I think she doesn't break this thing and um, we're gonna have to practice and this thing sounds annoying and, and you're like, Ooh, a new toy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So what Mary has put together for us is three steps for enjoying the completely ordinary and utterly expected life, which let's be honest, that's most of life. Like that is most of yes. life. And I think sometimes we watch each other on Instagram and we think that people's lives are big and exciting all the time. And, and I know like, okay, my life can seem as if it's big and exciting because I do travel and speak and get to do some cool things. But most of my days are just spent at home in my robe with my kids doing normal mundane stuff like laundry and dishes and breaking up fights and cleaning, you know, the mess of life. And I think we forget that. Um, 
And I think that, yeah, the reality is, is like most of life is utterly expected. <laughs> yep. <laughs> totally. Okay. So how do we find the extraordinary in the ordinary? How do we take average and make it fun? So you've got three steps for us. And the first step is what you have encompassed as ordinary faith. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, what I'm thinking here is, you know, even if you pull up like a pie chart of the church calendar, and you kind of mentioned this in the beginning, but even a majority of the church year is spent just in ordinary time. I mean, we love to think about the holidays and feast days and things like that. But for the most part, you're just getting yourself to mass and getting back home and living the day to day. And I think that, you know, people tend to want to just kind of uh, seek out the highs avoid the lows, obviously, and mindlessly pass through the ordinary, which is such a huge chunk of life. I mean, it's really mind boggling when you think about, you know, you try to remember back in life and there are certain things that you think, oh, I'll never forget that, you know, um, like my wedding day, oh, I'll never forget that. But you, but now certain parts of it, so much of it has faded. And I remember, you know, I remember specific things. I remember a lot of it, but I don't remember it in the detail that I did. And there's all of those forgotten ordinary moments. And I think if you just enter in a little bit more, um, you know, it makes life more joyful. So instead of just passing something over, really pay attention to it. So um, with faith, you know, we go to we go to mass on Sunday and it can be frustrating and, you know, <laughs> something that doesn't come easily to get there. But then if you just start paying attention to how ridiculous it can be sometimes, I mean, we're often flying in the door at the last second and our pastor will look at me and I'll look at my watch and say, mass is at 8.05, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, but you still do it and you do it and you get, and you get better. And sometimes you don't get better and sometimes you're bored, but it's all just so important to think and feel those moments and, you know, see what you can turn it into. So that's just ordinary everyday faith for me. I often even forget to say grace. And then I'm like, oh, grace, you know, you say it like that burdensome thank you. But then you do it anyway. And, and you remember and you're kind of brought back into the moment. So that's just the ordinary everyday faith. I mean, that's just it. Yeah, but we yeah. do have, you know, we do have high points in those moments where you really feel it or you're really, um, feeling close to God or like you're on top of things. But then for the most part, it's just a matter of making it all happen. So I love that. Yeah, it's so true because like that is where we prove our fidelity is in the ordinary. Because if it was always Christmas and like, yeah, of course, everybody would show up and like life would be grand, but it's showing up in the ordinary that really like makes it true. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Okay. So six kids. So I got to ask, how do you get everyone out the door for mass? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's usually frantic and there's sometimes there's some yelling, <laughs> which feels contrary to what I should be doing. Um, but we make it work. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've got three girls, so there's hair involved in that situation that has to be handled in some manner. But I mean, <laughs> Mark and I just divide and conquer and then run. And so. then run. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then there's, you know, that's, I think, what the sign of peace is for, honestly. I think they put that in there for families because, you know, it's like everybody's like <laughs> yes. getting in yeah. the car, frustrated with each other, 
But it's like, okay, but at least we have the silent piece. That's where we can be like, you good? We good? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can keep going. It's okay. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So ordinary faith. That is your first step is just being faithful in the ordinary when it comes to your relationship with God, with your Catholic faith, your fidelity. Um, you know, it's kind of the just, first step. Yeah. You can do it without it being something extraordinary. It doesn't have to be some curated thing or, you know, I often, I don't really celebrate feast days. I mean, I follow a lot of people on Instagram who do, and I think it's a great idea, but often, most of the time I can't pull it off. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's still, it doesn't mean faith isn't good if it's not, you know, even if you're not doing those things, it can still be good. So. Very good. Love it. Okay. So it is time for our mid-show hack here. And I asked if you had any hacks, and your response was, average people don't create hacks. (laughs) Which was a kind way of saying, you come up with one. (laughs) Which I do have one. Um, And hopefully this is simple enough. Um, So it is uh, one that I saw at a conference, and I need to find the link to this to make sure that we give credit where credit is due, Um, because they create these um, in a beautiful setting, but you could also create your own in a very average, ordinary setting. And that is what they had as like their family history book, or what I'm kind of pairing it down to is a family sacramental book. So every time we go to a sacrament, whether that be like a family wedding or that be our kids' confirmation or first communion, there's always programs or there's holy cards or there's just like like keepsake sentimental things that you get. And so the idea is to get even just a binder with some clear sheets and you can put all those things in one place. So it's kind of your sacramental book. So you slide those programs in there, those holy cards, and then you have it all in one place. So you can look through the history of your family's sacraments and um, or the, the passing of your family through, you know, funeral, holy cards and things like that. And if you're really good, you can print some pictures and put those in the event as well. Because we all take pictures on our phone, but how often do we actually like print them these days? And so if you have a place where it's like, okay, we're going to take the confirmation picture, the first communion picture, we're going to make sure that we print that one. So we have that important thing print it out and in one place. It's just a great way to kind of keep your family keepsakes from the Catholic perspective. And I also think this would be super handy. I have not done this, although I want to try to do this, which would take some digging because all my stuff is all over the place. But if I had known this hack years ago, then it would have all been in one place. Sorry, I've got a kid knocking on my door. The door in my office is glass door, which is like the dumbest thing ever because my kids. <laughs> they know you're in there. Oh, yeah. And they just look at me <laughs> and I try to wave them off. And, and then they're like, you're the worst mom ever. I'm, like, I'm on a recording here. Anyways, I feel like every episode we talk about when a kid comes to interrupt, um, <laughs> even though they know we're recording. Okay. So um, anyways, this is a good one because when you get older, there's times where, or even like if you join uh, like a, a Catholic school or something, they want to know your sacramental dates. And so it's really handy because you could just grab that book and it's all in one place. Um, but when you get married, they're going to ask like, what parish do you, were you baptized at? Because they need your baptismal certificate and things like that. And so it's just nice to have it all in one sacramental book place. So that is our hack. Get yourself a sacramental book and you will be organized and have a great keepsake. So there you go. That's our hack. And then I love this because you were just talking about (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> ordinary faith, like not needing to do all the crazy things, which is absolutely true. Like it's not a requirement <laughs> for your Catholic faith. It's like the icing on the cake and some people enjoy it. Some people don't. I highly enjoy it. So we have our liturgical lowdown for this week, which is August 15th coming up is the Solemnity of the Assumption, which is when we contemplate Mary being assumed into heaven. And it's important to note here that this is not the ascension. Mary did not ascend like Jesus, but she assumed. And the difference there, the church hasn't come out and said, like, this is definitively what happened. I mean, they don't have a video of it, right? But another word for the assumption would be the dormition. So kind of the idea that the church um, promotes mostly is that Mary never died, which we know that because she was she was perfect. She was out without sin. But it's the dormition as in um, she fell asleep and was taken into heaven. So she didn't die, but she wasn't like Jesus um, in his ascension. She, it was a different kind of a um, going to heaven for her. So she was assumed body and soul into heaven, which is why we don't have a grave for Mary. We can't go visit Mary's burial place. Um, so we're celebrating this this fact that perfect Mary went to heaven in a unique way because she was without sin. Uh, so some great things to do today. Obviously a good day to pray the fourth glorious mystery, which is the assumption, and to go to mass because it's a holy day of obligation. So do not forget, I believe it falls on a Thursday. So make sure you get to mass either Wednesday night or Thursday for this solemnity. And it's an old feast day. So there are a lot of traditions around the world and Eastern countries. Those who bear the name of Mary have an open house in Our Lady's honor and they welcome visitors. So Mary, that's you. You can easily just put a sign yeah. on your door. Yes. It's, it's a piece of the assumption. My name is Mary. Come in. Yeah. I think that would cover it. Um, like something I could do. So Yeah. There you go. Um, in Armenia, it's when they do a blessing of the grapes. And so that's when they take the first harvest from the vineyards and bless their grapes. Um, in Poland and in Germanic countries, it's a blessing of the herbs. Um, kind of same idea. It's like the first harvest of, of herbs, I guess. Um, and then in many parts of Italy, they do a lot of processions throughout the streets um, with Mary. So great day to um, tag along in any of those awesome European traditions or uh, just universal traditions if you want to join in, traditions throughout the world, I guess I should say. Um, so today for food at your home, it's a great day to, you could do your own um, have some grapes, uh, do a blessing of fruit and herbs, um, non-traditional foods. It's a fun day to cook with rosemary because Mary rose into the sky and her name is Mary. So that's a fun play on words. And for crafts and activities, anything to do with clouds is fun. One thing I'm going to link to that we have done with our kids in the past is microwaving a bar of ivory soap. And it just creates this really fun cloud and the kids just think it's hilarious and it's a good memorable thing to do on the assumption and talk about Mary going into heaven and what that means. So I will link to that very simple instruction. And then we have some friends every year who have a party on the Feast of the Assumption and they do a balloon launch. They get a bunch of blue balloons. We say a couple of prayers and then the kids launch the prayers symbolically up into heaven with their balloons. So that's another fun thing that you can do on this feast day. So there you go. Some ways to celebrate the Assumption, August 15th. All right, moving on. You ready for step two for enjoying the completely ordinary and utterly expected life? I'm ready for it. I don't know if anybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> They're tracking with us. I know. They're tracking with us. <laughs> All right, so step two is average family. Tell me about that. Well, you know, 
<laughs> I'd want to encourage people to really um, <laughs> to really excel at averageness. I think a lot of it takes uh, being honest with yourself about who you are, you know, and kind of what you're good at and what you're not and just living in that and then doing what you can with what you've got. So, you know, from my perspective, from my average family, I am not, um, I can't sew, you know, I'm not, I'm not crafty or I don't want to be crafty. I guess you could say, I suppose if I wanted to, I could, um, I've been traumatized by cooking. I started cooking <laughs> around the time I got married and, you know, I don't know how many people listening have cooked with children, but it's a traumatizing event. They either scream the entire time you're trying to do it or they hate what you made. And then you're just, <laughs> you're annoyed at the time, basically. <laughs> um, so I'm traumatized by cooking. I can't say I love that. And I'm not a leader either, but I think I can just, you know, it's like if I can just find a way um, to get by, and I'm not trying to tell people to give up on life, you know, be average, just let it all go. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean, know what you do well and do that well. So for me, that means, you know, doing things for my kids that come naturally to me and everything else I try anyway. But, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example, but well, you know, back to school is coming up and they always have those signups outside of the teacher's doors where you can sign up to like, um, to do, to do the art class or you can, um, sign up to <laughs> whatever, lead the Halloween party. But then there's always the throwaway options. And I'm like, I'm grabbing it <laughs> before anybody else does. It's like, um, one of them is like, fill the treat bags. And I think I can fill the treat bags. I can do that. So, um, just being present in the ways that you can really be present, I think is the best way to live out average. And I think it's going to leave you feeling the most, the most relaxed and the most at ease and the most able to enjoy it. So that's what I'd say. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause I, some, I think sometimes we feel like overwhelmed, like, Oh, I should be doing this and that. And then we end up doing nothing. Yes, as, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to just like, doing what we can that's going to bring joy. Like we, so example, like whenever it comes to like liturgical living, I'm like, if it's stressing you out, like you're totally missing the point. <laughs> like right. if putting together a feast day party for your kids makes you angry and a bad mom and you're like frustrated because nobody's doing the craft right, like then don't do the craft, right. like give them animal crackers for the feast of St. Francis then, but like leave it at that. Like right. do what you can, but like if you're losing the love in the moment then like you've missed the point yes yeah I can totally see that yeah like it I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to try to be the Pinterest family or be the perfect family and um like God's not asking that of us I don't think but you can be you know I'm not saying because I'm saying it kind of looks different for everyone so mm -hmm. really I mean I think in humility knowing yourself mm -hmm. is the best and being able to see other good qualities in other people and recognize them for that and give them praise for that. But then not feeling like you have to assimilate to be that or something, you know, just being able to say this, this is, this is what I can do, you know? So, yeah, I love that. That's so very true. Okay. Time for our last one. And I'm really excited to hear what you're going to say on this. Step three is garden variety fun. 
Tell me about that. I, I've got some garden variety fun for you. Here's the part where, you know, you want to keep yourself entertained and you want to be able to find joy day to day. So, um, I've got a few things which may be unimpressive, but just hear them out. Uh, Mark and I, when all the kids were younger, before we had a built-in babysitter with my oldest daughter, um, we wouldn't want to get a babysitter just because for me personally, it was a pain to have to go retrieve the babysitter if they couldn't drive and then you pay them and then you pay for your night out and then you come back and get them and then you take them home. So it was this whole rigmarole. So Mark said, why don't we just have date nights at home? But Mark always has to come up with a name for something. So (laughs) he called it a hate night because it's a home date night, which is literally the worst (laughs) that you could come up with. But, you know, then we could say, hey, you want to have a hate night tonight? So after the kids would go to bed, we'd bring takeout home and um, eat that, maybe watch a movie or play play Scrabble, which has a tendency to make me mad because I'm not very good with words. And so I would always lose, but, um, that can be really fun. So have a hate night at your home, a home date night. You can name it something else if you want. Um, I like hate night. I think that should be a thing. Hashtag hate night. Yes. (laughs) So, um, the other thing is just here at the house with the kids, Mike, I don't have anything elaborate for them. I mean, they have craft supplies. We have so many toys. But some of the things they really like to do during the summer, they like it when I put bowls outside and they can fill them with water and leaves and dirt. And they stir that around for a while. And that's the little kids. My high schoolers (laughs) do that. But um, we've been, lately we've been playing family hide and go seek, which I don't want to play, but I do um, out of love. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing that lately. Um, Sometimes it means doing something fun that the kids enjoy. Sometimes I let them eat cereal for dinner, and that makes me a really, a really fun person. I did, um, for myself, for my own kind of garden variety fun, um, I didn't have a baby at home and nursing or anything like that. So as you mentioned earlier, I tried running a marathon. And when I say run a marathon, I mean, that's very generous for what I did. I, I jogged. I jogged ish a marathon with my friend and we made pit stops for a Snickers bar. And I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything impressive, but I did it and I felt accomplished and, you know, Mm -hmm. so that was really fun. And as you also mentioned, I clean houses and my friend Jerry and I, who I just have, I have a lot of fun with my friend Jerry, but one thing we do to just spice up the cleaning business a little bit is we name our cleaning tools. So like our vacuum. Yeah, I know. Just go with it. Um, We named our vacuum after uh, Brenda Walsh from 90210. (laughs) Why? (laughs) So, well, Brenda, Brenda's kind of a a life sucking, um, (laughs) it's kind of a life sucking witch. So we named it Brenda Walsh. Um, And we named like our, (laughs) I actually can't even name them all, but we come up with names for all these things and it just makes it a little bit more exciting, you know, for when you're just doing those day-to-day things. Um, So that's what I would say for garden variety fun. I would say just look at the situation you're in, try to make it as amusing as possible, and then, you know, be present in it. That's what I'd say. Mm, I love the be present. I think that's so important. I think so often we're just I don't know, trying to create the perfect moment um, or trying to like 
make it fun that we miss the fun and and we forget to be present. I mean, just simple things like playing hide and go seek as a family. Like, uh, like, like you said, like you know, that's like a like a thing you have to like gear yourself up for. But really I is, bet, yeah. I, do you ever regret playing after you've played? Yeah, that's the point. I don't. I don't regret it. I mean, the other day I was sitting there on the couch while they were all playing and I was playing it off like, oh, I'll time you guys to see how long it takes. I'll be the timer. And then, you know, finally Mark made me play around and I found myself in the storage room under a box. But in the end, I was always glad I did it. You know, and it makes good memories. Those just those dumb things you do, those are the things that come back later to make a good story or make a good memory. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think when we all think of our childhood, most of us, what comes to mind is like the ordinary fun things. Like I remember playing kick the can, late, what I thought was really late at night, but was more like 8.30, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> running around the neighborhood with the neighbor kids and you know, like that's like my memory of summer are are those kind of simple things. You're like going to right. the swimming pool. And I think sometimes we think we have to create this magical world for our kids or magical world for ourselves in order to find pleasure in life. But really, I think I think you're right on when it's like, you know, it's just doing the completely ordinary, but like leaning into it and being present to it. Right. And sometimes you do do extraordinary things. You know, we went on a trip this summer. My dad took us to Disney World, which my kids had never done anything like that before. They were having a hard time fathoming that it was happening. But, you know, so there there are those extraordinary times. But I think just from day to day, you want to make good memories, you know, for the future. So, mm-hmm. yes. And that was really fun to follow along on Instagram as well. Um, although the whole time I was like, oh, I wish I was there, <laughs> but like in a good way, it was like, I'm yes, so happy yes. that Mary and her family are doing this and like taking this amazing trip. And, um, so it brought me joy, even though I wasn't there, just like seeing the joy that was going on in your family. So yeah, I love that. Well, it was fun when the heat wasn't making us angry. I found out I don't react well to hundred degree heat <laughs> with humidity. Yeah. It's it's a quality I found out about myself, so I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> Learning new things. Yes. yes. So good. Um, so, okay, one last question. So what has it been like for you then having been an only child and then having six kids? Like was that overwhelming, that transition or that – like does it overwhelm you or is it like did you just kind of like ease into it without a problem? I think I can't say I eased into it and I can't say I even understand it. You know, I've gone along with it. I have kind of an easygoing personality and I'm generally agreeable and, but there are moments that I'll just say to Mark, I don't, I don't understand when the kids are fighting, I'll turn around and say to them in the car, can't you just sit and look out the window? Why are you talking? Because literally all I did was sit and look out the window. So that's all kind (laughs) of an experience for me, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. And maybe that's part of what's given you, like having been raised an only child, like you kind of had to make your own fun. Like you had to like. I absolutely did. Yes. Maybe there's something to that right there. Well, I always told my kids, I always, I always tell them on a regular basis, whenever they complain to me about being bored, I say, I grew up alone. I don't feel (laughs) bad for you. I played by myself all the time. So anyway, I don't hear their cries for sympathy when they come to me for that. 
Yes, I love it. Yeah. No, I bet there really is something to that, just making your own fun. And you've just continued to do that, whether that be naming your cleaning tools or playing your kids' instruments for classroom. (laughs) You'd be really great on Jimmy Fallon. You'd fit right in on those segments, the classroom instruments. Oh, so fun. If he wants to give me a job doing that, I'd take it. (laughs) Play the triangle if he gave it to me. Love it. That was so good. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Mary, for sharing just, I don't know, your wisdom and your time and just um, life, living life like the average life, but finding the joy in it. Um, So if y'all do not follow Mary on Instagram, you really need to check her out, at Mary Big Hair. I just love just seeing that ordinary lived out in such fun ways, and that's really what you get. I don't know. It's just nice to be like, huh. I'm not alone. Like, here's a mom, like, just being a mom and living her life and looking for the fun. So thank you so much for that that you bring into the world. Thank you for noticing it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do I say to that? Yeah. (laughs) You bet. I see you, Mary. I see you, and I enjoy you. All right. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you for listening in. If you want to connect with Kevin or I, our email is hello at made to magnify.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Kevin's at Kevin R. Cotter and I am at Lisa Ann Cotter. And that's Ann with no E. As always, if you've enjoyed the show, please give it a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions and tell a friend. This helps get the word out about how to Catholic. Until next week, be saints. It's worth it.